ready and hit those streets paved with gold. Hallelujah. But while we're here on this earth, there's some moves that God's going to give us. Good Lord of mercy. See, you're going through pain? Just take it in the name of Jesus. God's making you in the midst of that pain. And he has a way. He has a way of doing it. And let me tell you this. I don't put my experience, as I often say, my experience and my common sense before God's word. But I thank God for what he has allowed this man to go through in the past 75 years. And I've always said I'm sorry for anybody I hurt. But God took care of all that at the cross. And don't you ever forget the cross of Jesus Christ. That's why I, I don't listen to people. See, the blood is dangerous in the eyesight of the most church, churches today. The cross is dangerous. But that's the answer to everything. That's why I'm able to be the man that I am today. And no matter what I'm going through, that I, it's because my faith. When Jesus hung there, he said, boy, it is finished. Your past, present, and future waits, 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 and sins. It's all taken care of. But people don't want to adhere to that. See, the salvation, we got that down pat. But what about the process, sanctification, the process of growing? That was put up on the cross too. And if you put your faith there in that area where it's supposed to be, everybody got their faith in everything else. I'm, faith, I'm believing by faith, I'm going to get me a new car. I'm believing, I'm believing faith, I'm going to have the biggest home in Sickleville. If we seek God's kingdom and his righteousness, everything will be added. Just have faith, people. How about God all of Sunday? Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Before I give you scripture, Sister, Sister Stewart, how's your precious mother doing? All right, we're going to keep her up in prayer. I'm going to keep Sister Davis and her mother up in prayer, too. Okay? And any other mother. And, and also, something the Lord showed me, but a couple of weeks ago, he'd given it to me off and on down through the years. He said, don't concentrate on more so much on your situation. He said, I got that covered. You start interceding and praying for other people with the same condition. I've been, pass I've been passing out um, uh, uh, tracks, and also I've been passing out uh, some things about my condition to help other people with cancer and everything. I'm, you know, <laughs> I pray. I thank and praise God for what he's doing right now in my life. Praise God what he's doing in my life. And I'm not standing here. Y'all knows me. I ain't trying to impress you. I mean it with all my heart. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Turn your Bibles to Matthew 5. Turn your Bibles to Matthew 5. I want to thank God for Kalilia. And I'll tell you the reason why, and if it's something I'm going to read at the end of the program, and what she's doing making the programs, thank God for that. Yes. And we don't take nobody for granted. Uh, that's that's working, in, working for the Lord. All right, what did I say? Matthew chapter 5. Let me get my Bible. Uh, oh, yeah, here, here. Thank you. Matthew chapter 5. Thank you, Jesus. I, I get it. Okay, good. Thank you. Matthew chapter 5. Those of you who missed the prayer this morning, let me just say this. Wednesday night, every person that's a part of this church, you should make an effort to try to make it a Bible study. 
I thank God for Brother Stewart, uh, not Brother Stewart, but uh, yeah, him too, but I thank God for Elder Kenny and, and uh, Brother Anderson and his wife and all those who, but everybody should try to make the Bible study. See, the devil have us sitting home. I don't, I've been working all day. I don't feel, you know, when I, when I think about that, I've said this before, I think about our, our slave ancestors. They worked in those cotton fields, and those Christians, eventually, that night, they were tired, but they went to this old church that had a wooden seats. I mean, this, this is, I'm just telling you, see, we got, we got to get out of that state. And I also want to thank God. Thank you, Jesus. I also want to thank God for, um, uh, it was Wednesday night was on my mind. Oh, and those of you who get up on Sunday mornings to take time to come out and pray. This is a sacrificial walk. And what I'm going to read to you that Kalia uh, put together, and I thank God. You know, I often say uh, no, none of us are perfect, but I thank God for Kalia that she, I had three people in the new membership class. She was the one, she, she hung in there with restoration, okay? Some people like to give up. I also like, thank, I thank God for, um, what's her name, um, Tracy, I guess her name. I get those crazy twins mixed up. <laughs> I thank God for Tracy. I thank, you know how I, I love them in Christ. And I, but I thank God for Tracy and how uh, she and her sister, they took care of the, their obligation as far as the new membership class. And I thank God for that. All right. Now, I want you to go to verse 5. I'm sorry, uh, uh, chapter 5, verse 13. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote something to you. Now, I don't know what the Lord's going to do. I know what the, I feel the Lord's put in my spirit for the church. But I'm going to tell you something. And, I, and uh, again, Brother Stewart, I thank you and Brother Johnson for leading the prayer this morning. At that, that, that 9.30 prayer, I thank you for it. And every member should try to, you don't have to wait to some particular Sunday, everybody should try to make an effort to make that 9.30 prayer on Sunday morning. Everybody. And, to, and, and, and go from there. Because when, see, when, see, one can put, what, a thousand of light? Two can put 10,000 of light. And now prayer don't save us. Prayer don't protect us from sin necessarily. God's already done that through his son, Jesus Christ. But what prayer does and fasting does, it helps to bring us closer to a relationship with Jesus when we talk to him. Okay. All right, look at 13. You, restoration, are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavors, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled under men's foot. Think of how many times we've read that scripture in our old churches, y'all, all down through the years. You, restoration, are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but put it on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Restoration, friends, visitors, whatever. Let your light shine before men, women too, mankind, that they may see your 
good works and glorify your father in heaven. Now, you don't have to turn to this one. But I'm going to give you another one. Thank you, Jesus. Joel said in 2.28, you may be seated. Joel said in 2.28, how many times have you heard this? And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all the flesh. Your sons, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. I am concerned about the prayer life of our youth in this church. I am concerned. And you know, I often say, we love to exploit our youth, but are we really develop them in the word of God? And I think that's being done on Friday nights, but I'm concerned about the prayer situation. But I'm, I'm not going to get into that right now. Now, thank you, Jesus. God still and always will sit on the throne. Thank you, Jesus. And in a world of hardships, you talked about that this morning, Brother, uh, Brother Stewart. What's happening in these cities? That's the devil. And you know what it boils down to be? And I'm <laughs> what it boils down to be? God is allowing that, the God of the Bible is allowing that to happen and wake us up and wake the churches up. Because we're sitting back, most, church, most churches, not all, but most churches sitting back doing nothing. But the lazy people in the building, and uh, everybody's lifting their hand, pray, praising a hallelujah. But what are we doing out there? And as I said, not all. Thank God for the remnant. Thank God for the remnant. I like what, just, <laughs> as I said, in a world of hardship, he has promised to be our provider. Most of you are going through something right now. <laughs> In Jeremiah 29, he says, he has plans for us to give us hope and a future. Good Lord of mercy. In a world of need, he promised us to supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. In a world of chaos, yeah, and it's, it's, it's happening, people. Like never we're, li we're living in the last days. I'm expecting the rapture to take place any time. A lot of people don't even believe that, but I'm not going to get into that. Right? Whether you believe it or not, I believe it. And he is the Prince of Peace. And if God is on our side, the God of the Bible is on our side, who can be against us? And this is what... The, you know, and I, as I was going through this this morning, I said, Lord, thank you. And we're not going to worry. Sometimes you might have to be by yourself. Sometimes you might have to depend on a friend. But the greatest person you can depend on is Jesus Christ and his master plan through G his son Jesus and the powerful Holy Spirit. Now, the thought came to me, I want each one of you, from me, from this man, all of us, allow the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit to Lord and superintendent, and to be superintendent of your entire life. Most people that go to a building on Sunday, they do not allow the Holy Spirit to be Lord of their life. And I'm going, I, I, I was going to go into the book of Acts, but I'm not going to do it right now, okay? But before I get started, I want to say this. I'm going to show you how powerful the Holy Spirit is. 
As you know, a year ago, no, over a year and a half, that's when the devil attacked my body like never before. He's mad. He's mad with some of you. See? And uh, you know, I, you, talk, you heard me talk about this men's integrated breakfast. And uh, Brother Anderson, I often think about you. God's going to work it out in the future, brother. It's coming down the road. But anyway, Elder Kenny was on vacation. Brother Stewart, he, those two usually go with me. I think Jason went one time. I think Brother Tall went one time or two. I'm not sure. But the Lord has always put this race thing in my spirit. And you all know this. I love everybody. And I'm, like I always say, I'm not in the stupid black movement. I'm not in the stupid white movement. I could care less about uh, black lives matter. White lives matter, too. Spanish lives matter. And as I often said, when Jesus come up there, hung up there on the car, he was colorblind. And I said this about the United Nations of America. I said this 20 years ago. They should have done away with the United Nations years ago. And they should have done away with the NAACP years ago. They should have done away with it. Because the devil is using people. Yeah, the white man's been wrong. I'm going to get to where I want to get. Yeah, the white man's been wrong. But you better go back and do some history and be, do some studying about slavery. As I said, the first black slave master in America was a black man down south. A lot of people don't even realize that. But it's more to it. And I don't want to get into that. But anyway, yesterday when I got, I got up, and normally Elder Kenny picks me up. Elder Kenny picks me up and we go together. Sometimes Brother Stewart goes, we go together. Either one of them drives. And uh, when I got in my truck, I said, there's nobody going to be there today. I said, it's just probably about to be two or three people. Normally we have anywhere from five to 12 people. So I was going, I wasn't discouraged. I said, but Lord, if it's just me, I'm going to have some eggs, onions, and broccoli. If it's just me. Okay. I got there, and I pulled it. I saw this truck, and I, I didn't know the guy. It was a Caucasian guy. And uh, he, was, he was here, and I parked up here in Red Lawn Side. Then next though, he was pulling up. And he looked at me, you don't remember me, do you? When you used to come up at a country buffet, I looked, I said, no, I don't. But anyway, we got talking. I gave him some good advice. You know, you'd be amazed at people that are born again. They haven't been trained and taught a lot of things. So then after that, here come. In other words, when we left there, we had about 13 men. But I'm going to show you. See, I know God has put this in my heart. Okay. I know God has. So, I had, some lit I had some literature that I passed out. I always give some literature and expound on it before and after we eat. And so, you all remember Scott. He's the one who came here and his wife a, f a, f a few months ago. And, and Scott has always been the one to really invite people. And we, we're setting up a plan now. I gave each man an uh, uh, invitation. I has had them made up. And I have Elder Kenny's name on it and, and uh, Scott's name and my name on it. And I have, they have to fill it out. I said, next month I want you to give it to somebody. I want you to give it one to somebody. I don't care if it's black, white, or Spanish. I have a couple of Spanish people who want to come in the future. Now, 
What the Lord does in between, that's between God. But if something happens to me, it's all going to be taken care of. But I want to get to the point. So this tall black guy came in. Now, I was the only black guy there because the other, you know, wasn't too many. And uh, this tall guy walked in. And Scott, that's it. Somebody had given him his GPS. Them GPSs, y'all with your electronics. I don't know. He's from up in Pensacola. He ended up down in Millville somewhere. I don't know. But anyway, he got there. He was like a few minutes late. And we started. I, God used me like he never used me before. I, it, I said, what? And I told him, man, I, don't, I wasn't expecting it. And I just, things just started coming out of my mouth. The guy said, and the guy was, he was married, had two children. He said, oh, I don't understand it all, but I want to give my life to Jesus you're talking about. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I want to give, I want to give, and we prayed the prayer, and I'm telling you, he said, you don't know how much I appreciate this, and naturally I'm going to follow, myself and a couple others going to follow through with it. Now, why did I tell you that? It's amazing. See, I used to speak in crowds years ago. Most of them don't even want me around. That's all right. I still speaking. I'm still doing God's work. I still doing evangelist work. Whether I speak to one or 1,000, I'm still doing evangelistic work. That's what God called me to do. Two things. I'm an apostle and I'm an evangelist. A woman told me years ago, what was her name, Eugene? It used to Rev Ev, Rev Ev, yes, she's going to seven hundred. And she told me, she said, God wants to do something mighty in your life. And she was an old woman. Uh, I think she used to overeat, though. That's the reason why she left here. Well, she, she had the word of God in her. And I remember stayed at our house. And she and I sat there and watched Westerns. And I, I tell you, and I'm, I'm saying all this for a reason. And see, and she, when we had this uh, big affair at, um, in Cherry Hill, and she said, she called me, oh, God's called you to be an apostle. I didn't even know what apostle was then. But I understand now. I understand what an evangelist is. See? So what am I saying? Just like God uses me, if you totally surrender to him, he'll use you like never before. If you totally surrender to him, he'll use you like never before. If you totally surrender to him. I'm looking at somebody right now. I hope she don't beat me up after service. I'm going to leave it like that. All right. Now, thank you, Jesus. Let me go on. Hallelujah. Now, <clears throat> huh. Now, I just want to read something the Lord gave me about the Holy Spirit for me. The power of the Holy Spirit. See, that's what it's all about. Preach the gospel. You'll find that in the first chapter of Corinthians. Preach the gospel wherever I go. And I wrote it up about three or four weeks ago. Every chance I get when necessary, I must use the following words. Our life should be the first thing to speak. Our life, our life should be the first thing to speak. And if our lips outspeak our life, then our words availeth very little. A lot of people got a lot to say, but is your life 
Can people see the life of Christ in you? Now, I'm not talking about this. When you come to Jesus Christ and there, listen, this is it's a job. It's a task. It's a struggle. I've had struggles. But I thank God for being patient with me. And even now, I thank him for being patient with me. And I'm going to tell you something. If you give in to the power of the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to be talking about, I, start, I was going to go into the second chapter of Acts. And I'm, I got another scripture I want, you, I want you all to turn to in a few minutes. But I'm going to tell you something. You cannot do anything. You can pretend. You can play games if you want to. Without the Holy Spirit engineering and being a superintendent of everything you do, you can forget it. And I'm talking about from the pulpits to the pews. You can read all the books that sound good. But what is the word of God really saying? And I'm not against supplements. I've got a couple that I use myself. But it's a whole, the devil is using our books, 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 books. Now, how many people are really studying the Bible like they should? And like I always say, I like the King James Version. I like the American I started out years ago with the Open Bible, which is the American Standard. American Standard is one of the best. I'm, I have a question mark about the NIV, but I'm not going to get into that. I remember there was a woman years ago. She, she got, went to the computer, and I got the information home about all the different inter, uh, translation interpretations. And like I said, I have question mark by some, but I'm not going to get it. But I use the King James and American Standard. Okay, let me go on. Now. As I said, if our lips outspeak our life, then our words availeth very little. For the past few months, I have been challenged by this. That's why God gave me Psalms 141. I've said it over and over again. Guard your lips, Joe Ingram. But thank God for the power of the Holy Spirit. If I get my lips out of hand, he, the cross is taken care of. God, God has a way of spanking me. Now, I love challenges, especially now that I understand the God of the Bible's master plan through his son Jesus and our Savior who died on that cruel cross and then was resurrected after three days. And walked this earth for 40 days and then ascended up into heaven. People, that's it right there. And the same way he went up, he's coming back. All right. And God's powerful, precious Holy Spirit, whom I call God's superintendent of everything. Believe me, people. Now, I want you. Maybe I'm going to hit on myself. But anyway, let me. Let me, let me now, Listen. Most professing Christians are stagnated, not flowing not, or moving. The devil have them saying a lot of words about the Bible, but the life is a mess. Guess what? I've been there. And you know what? You can be in a situation you don't even know. You're, you're, not, even, you're not even aware of it. I'm telling you. And the old pride, Mr. Pride. Mr. Holy and thou, watch out. All right? Uh, brother, 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 would you find Matthew chapter 5 for me? Um, chapter 15? I think it's verse 7. I'm not sure. See what it says. Yeah, 15, 7. See what it says. I got a question mark here, but I don't know. 
But this is, uh, you have it? Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy you when people draw near unto me with their mouth, calling me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Honor, even in the pulpits. Right today, I go to places and I see people and they roll their eyes at me. Mm. See? And I bring this up a lot for a reason. I pray for them and I am just, I have so much joy inside of me. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not an impressionist, people. But I have so much joy inside of me. When I leave here today, I get in my truck and I'll sit there maybe go home. Sometimes I go and park over here in the woods. Sometimes I'll go home, unlock the house, make sure she can get in okay. And I'll tell you what. I have peace in the midst of what I'm going through right now. Y'all should have been to prayer. This, those of you who weren't prayer this morning, this man prayed a prayer. And like I said, whew, we're afflicted on every side, but we're not crushed. And I thank God for that. Okay, let me go on. Thank, thank you, brother, brother, brother Stewart. Now, people, nobody is perfect, but the Bible doesn't tell us it does tell us to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. A lot of people, born again, they've accepted Christ, but are they growing? Are you really growing? The ultra goal of the Holy Spirit is to make us more like Jesus Christ. So our light can shine more. That's what we just read. Is your light shining? Is your light shining in your home? Is your light shining over, out, out, out in the street on your job? Or is this constantly complain, murmuring and complaining? Help us, Holy Spirit. There are individuals, preachers, going around saying, I'm to be a great preacher. See, they're worried about being a great preacher. My goal, this man's goal, has been for the past 10 years is to establish a better relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'm talking about the one who died on that cross for me and you. As I deny myself daily with the help of God's powerful Holy Spirit, I thank God. Now, I want the, the, uh, uh, the look, uh, you can do it for me. Look up uh, Luke, wait a minute, let me get it straight. Luke 9, 23. Luke 9, 23. Thank you, Jesus. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Stop right there. I wonder what denying yourself really means. You've heard it before. You've heard it in this pulpit. Denying yourself. When you get mad, how many of sometimes we get mad and get mad and want to fight? You're not denying yourself. You're not trusting God. Listen to me real good. Deny yourself. Go ahead and read, Brother Stuart. Let him deny himself and take up the cross daily and follow me. He's saying take up the cross. Take up what Jesus has already done. I'll interpret to you better. Pick up the benefits of the cross of Jesus Christ. And daily. What? Follow him, right? Follow me, yes. Follow me. Whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Whoever loses life for my sake, the same shall save it. No, for what I'm saying, everybody's following Obama. I'm not against him as a human being. Everybody's following Obama. Everybody's following the Pope. See? 
Everybody's following bishops. And all. I'm not against them as a human being. You better focus more on Jesus. You better get your eye on him. You better spend some time alone each day with him. See? And see, and Obama is not your em emperor. I'm going to tell you like it is. Most people, and I told the men yesterday, and, and, uh, and I told them yesterday, I said, a lot of people don't like me because of the way I feel. Well, see, God's made me the way I am. He's allowed me to be just the way I am, and I refuse to change. And as I said to you before, I don't care if you put a gun up to my head and that I am going to be with Jesus. And one day, even when I, I'll be, we all going to be, those who accept Jesus in their heart, we're going to be resurrected. We're coming back to this earth to work with him. Yeah. Oh, yes, we are. Yeah. See. But if not, until then, and I, my life has been threatened. A lot of times I don't say anything about it. My life has been threatened. I don't say anything about it. That's all right. See? About two years ago, they wanted to put me in jail. I didn't say anything, but I'm not going to say where. They wanted to put me in jail. And I was right in what I was doing. Man hates the truth. He hates the truth. I'm not going to go in detail on that, but he, he hates the truth. Let me, let, me, let me continue here. Now. If there is ever a time for us to deny ourselves and be obedient to the God of the Bible and his son, it is now. As I said, Washington, D.C. does not have the answer. The Vatican does not have the answer. Only faith in Jesus and what he did at Calvary is your answer. But that doesn't mean you don't go out and vote. I've already gone. I'm go I got something else coming. If God spares my life, I got something else coming down the pike so about voting. See, yesterday with, with all the men that were there and, and some of them were very intelligent. Three of them said, I ain't voting. I said, well, are you a Christian? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I believe in you. I said, have you read Romans 13? No, I don't know. I said, well, you read Romans 13. God gave us our government. God gave us our system. Our founders gave us the freedom that we have. And I said, he gave, and he, and, and he gave, allowed us to make a flag. I've told you before, that's, it's nothing but blood on this flag. And so on, so I, can't, I had one. But this is what I want to say. And I told him, if you are a Christian, you need to get on your knees. Or whatever, or whatever the posture and start crying out to God. You got two, you got two uh, candidates, Trump and Miss Clinton. You got two candidates. I don't like none of them. That's what most people are saying. I don't like none of them. But Jesus used God used evil people as leaders in the Old Testament and, 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 and used them for His glory. And Sister Tall, you have the audacity to put a bulletin board up there about Psalms 46. And I used to get so upset with all that I saw going around me prior to two years ago. And God told me, look, I want you to be still, Joe Ingram, and know that I'm God. Wait, you know what? Wait a minute. Thank you, Lord. God, you do. Wait a minute. See, listen. listen. You know what, people? I'm turning to Psalms 46 right now. And, and you know, 
So Tall, that must be, must be one of your favorite songs. Cause she, and I want that bulletin board put back up there in the future. <laughs> yeah, I think I told you. Praise you, Jesus. All right, let's go to Psalms 46. All who have it, say amen. God is Joe Ingram's refuge and strength. God is restoration's refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Any of you in trouble? Even though the earth be removed. Uh, uh, no, therefore we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed. Even though those people in the church, in, in the street, acting like fools. God's got that under control too. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled. Ooh, Lord, it's amazing how God uses weather to get to us. Though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. Now, he, we tell, he's talking about the Jerusalem, but that's all right. A place, a holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. God, is, through Jesus, is in the midst of restoration and the body of Christ, those who believe him from his heart. God is the midst of her. She shall not be moved. Restoration, we shall not be moved. Y'all dig it? We shall not be moved. We shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. Good Lord of mercy. At the break of dawn. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You go to bed at midnight and you're sleeping. Oh, I'm not going to make it. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to make. The break of dawn comes, and I've experienced this, people. The nations raged. Look, look, look at the nations rage. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. Oh, Lord. People, I have to keep reading. The same thing. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come behold the works of the Lord who has made desolation in the earth. He makes wars cease to end in the earth. You know, this street mess that's going on with the blacks and whites and the cops and everything, it's going to cease. It ain't going to cease right now. I don't care what happens. As long as you got <laughs> the Jeremiah writes. The Al Sharpen and some of these Ku Klux Klan spirits, and ain't going in. But thank God for the majority of people who really want to bring these type of things to an end. And thank God for the few Christians, the remnant, that's pulling together preachers and preachers. Nobody said anything about this, but in Louisiana, there's been some preachers and blacks and whites and people, churches coming together and praying. This is the key. If my people will call by my name, you all know the scriptures. But how many are praying? And don't you let anybody fool you. There are socialists, communists, and Muslims groups behind all this street stuff. And people are being paid to do it. People are being paid to do it. Now, I'm not going to go in detail on that. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to stick to God's word. Let me go on with this. Come, behold the works of the Lord who has made them. He makes war. See, look, 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 look. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. You can have all the bombs and all the other, whatever, whatever. God can knock it all. Oh, my God. 
I will be exalted among nations. I will be exalted. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Be still. That's what that's where I want to get to. Be still. Joe Ingram. Be still restoration and know that I am God. I will be exalted among nations. I will be exalted in the earth. It's coming, people. They all hate Jesus now. They hate the word Jesus now. But that second coming, whoo, Lord, have mercy. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. I really don't have to go any further, but I, good Lord, have mercy. That, that, that is awesome. I, I tell you, like I said this morning, if I could run like I used to, I, 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 I want to leave you with this. And, and I want something that, 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 that Kalia was going to read. And, hey, I'm going to take my time with this. When serious, now this is from Psalms 46 and 10. Whatever, that whole section. When serious problems occurs in our lives, our first tendency can be to panic and fear. The devil wants us to panic and fear. We've lived in this country and we've had everything going for us. Oh, we've got nice cars. And see, it's not like a like the old people used to have to do and go in the water and take a bath. We got showers now. We go to the bathroom. We get to flush the toilet. We got refrigerators. We have electric. Oh, we've got it made. And thank God for it. But we're not going to worship his creator. God is the one we need to trust even more. He's the one we need to trust even more. Let me, let me go on with this. We might immediately be anxious fretting over what may happen or we are going to, uh, or, or what we are going to do. What am I going to do with this? Realizing there is nothing we can do. There's nothing, and I heard this to this man this morning when he was praying. There's nothing we can do. Our panic and fear might even increase. Instead of fearing and fretting, we should remember that we do not face the situation alone. We're not in the, whatever you're going through right now, you're, in, you're not in it alone. But the God's presence and help, he's right there with us, people. As believers, God's Holy Spirit lives within us. Therefore, he is always with us when trouble attacks. We do not have to wait for God to arrive. He is already there. What we need to do, now I'm, I'm going to, I want you to turn your Bibles to Habakkuk. I'm not going to, because see, I, I'm going to, I know I'm giving you a lot. Habakkuk, I want you to turn to it. And then I'm going to, I'm going to finalize this, what, what uh, Kalia was going to read. Habakkuk, that's in the New, that's in the New Testament. I got to find it too. A Habakkuk or whatever. See. Oh, here we go. Third chapter. Go to the third chapter. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You know, I might wait for this other. Lord, I must. You know what? I'm not going. I'm uh, uh, clear. I, I had clear. I had ran off some. I didn't know you was going to do it, and so I'm going to give it to them. They can read it when they get home, and don't let them know they're going to hear the same thing next Sunday. Okay. Okay. I just want to let you know. All right. Now, I'm going to close today with this. See, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit gives you all this stuff, but he tells you just what, he narrow it down. I want you to look at, Rebecca, I want you to look at verse 16. Everybody have to say amen. amen. 
When I heard, my body trembled. My lips quivered at the voice. Now, this was some things that was going on, the sins of the people and everything. My lips quivered. Rottenness entered my bones, and I trembled in myself that I might rest in the day of trouble. When he comes up to the people, he will invade them with his troops. All right? They're talking about the enemy here. But listen to this. Look, look at 17. This is talking about the hem, of, the hem of faith. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit on the vines, though the labor of the olives may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Now, this is the verse I want you to see. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in God of my salvation. In other words, and then that, that nice verse, 19th verse said, the Lord my God is my strength. He will make my feet like a deer's feet, and he will make me walk on the mighty hills. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to get it, people. I want you to get it. I want you to get it. I want you to get it. Good Lord of mercy. I want you to get it. No matter what it looks like, there's some things coming down the pike in America that, that's going to, oh, it's going to, do you think God's going to allow babies to be killed the way they are? Do you think God's going to allow the things that happen in Washington, D.C.? No. He's got a plan. Listen to this, and I'm going to close. Though some, Lord have mercy, thank you, Jesus. When all circumstances in our life present present a negative picture, some of you, you're going through right now, you got a negative picture. In failure and loss, or when the natural reaction would be a grief or complaint, this is the time to put faith in God and his word. Thus, we can see through God's eye to the final glorious outcome. Thank you, Jesus. This brings worship and praise even before our circumstances has changed. And you know what? God's not going to allow some of your circumstances to change until you focus more on him. Get your eyes off Obama. Yeah, I'm saying that for a reason. Get your eyes, well, you know Catholics in here. Get your eyes, the people, the Pope. They don't have the answers. In fact, in fact, watch what happens if God, Jesus doesn't return before then. Watch what happens after January 2016. This president... The Pope and some group leaders are going to get together. See, people don't know this. Going to get together and still try to do more terrible work to the structure in America. And people don't even realize this. But you know what? My Bible says, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. It will not prevail. We've got one more thing here and then I'm going to close. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Determine to praise and worship and thank God for his faithfulness restoration, no matter how devastating the circumstances. Look with the eye of faith at God's plan for the future. I wonder what God's plan is for the future for us. I wonder what it is. 
And we read it today when we had the 930 prayer. Think eternal. Think eternal. Now, I'm going to pass these out. You, don't have, you can read them when you get home. In fact, I'll get the ushers. What did I do with it? Oh, here it is. I think. Is that it? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Um, Brother Tall, one of you, you can stand by the door and make sure. Here, 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 here you go. And make sure everybody gets one. Okay. Especially this lady and this lady here. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Praise God. All joking aside, did you all get the message today? No matter what you're going through, trust God. It started 930 this morning with the prayer. See, don't let what you see happening in Dallas. I feel I am grieved in my spirit over those policemen being killed. I am grieved for anybody that's uh, the policeman using a gun, killing somebody innocent. I, I'm, I'm grieved over that. However, however, let me tell you something. I was stopped some time ago by two different cops. But suppose I resisted. What are you stopping me for? And then start going. <clears throat> and I said, sir, what did I do wrong? He said, you pulled that in front of me and you weren't supposed to. I said, I'm sorry. You know what he said? You're a good man. Don't worry about it. Just don't do it again. Now, had I resisted, he would probably call two other cars, cops, and threw me down to the ground. Black or white, stop resisting and respect authority. It's as simple as that. Yeah, you got a few policemen still got some Ku Klux Klan in them. Big time. And a little leaven can ruin a whole lump. But if you got Jesus, you don't have to worry about that leaven. Does that make any sense? See? And I'm tired of church. You know, that's why I like that church down in uh, South Carolina. And then we're going to, I'm going to go. That, uh, that, this white guy walked in there and killed those nine people, including the pastor. But I like how they handled that. See? Sure, it hurts. It hurts. That could happen to us. But God, how would Jesus handle He said, vengeance is mine. That's what he said. Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and Al, uh, Jeremiah Rice need to know that. They already know it, but they're trying to be famous. <laughs> trying to be famous. See, and the main thing is, what is, Jesus, what is Jesus Christ saying about it all? Yeah, I'm a mean old ugly man. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, so I love all human beings, but I don't like what men stand for. God bless you, and I love you. God bless you. Oh, praise you. You can stand. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you. Before I came here today, I guess I'm another Jeremiah. I grieve a lot. And I happen to, I was sitting down, and I don't normally do it this way, but I turn on the TV, and James Robinson and his wife was on there. And this woman was on there. She wrote a book. She talked about how her father hated her what she had to go through. And naturally, James Robinson, you know, 
his, he, his mother, his, his real mother, he was raped, and I think he was left on the doorstep of the anyway. God, God, God fixes things for us, people. And anyway, and they started talking about how many youth are being abused. And I'm not, nothing wrong with spanking. I'm not talking, and the drugs and what drugs is doing in families is unbelievable. Now, why did I bring that up? I want us as a church, even the more, to start praying and interceding for families everywhere. Start praying and interceding for pulpits. Start praying and interceding for the president and the Congress. Start praying and interceding even the more for others. Please, please, please. I'd like for each one of you to take time, if you're not doing it, take time and just go ahead and praise God before you pray. I love to praise him before I pray. I got a couple of musicals that I listen to sometimes when I get up in the morning that does something to it. And one is, one is, great is thy faithfulness. You all said that before. Great is thy faithfulness. He's a faithful God, people. And as I read to you this morning in prayer, you think eternally. You say, think eternally. You say, a lot of people not even, they don't even think about heaven. Listen, I, I, I thank God for his, allowing me to stand here now. When it's time for me to go to heaven, I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going. And he's got a crown waiting for this man. I got a big head, yeah. But he's got a crown waiting for me. Hallelujah. But until then, I'm going to be encouraging my sisters. I'm going to be encouraging my brothers. I'm going to be about God's business. Sister Lovey, I want you to be encouraged, honey. That's all I'm going to say. Anybody?